the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. That's right. Better get steady, babies. I am the one you've been looking for. (laughs) Can you tell I have a good time here every night of the week? It is Taco Tuesday. No, we still don't have any special Taco Tuesday sound effects. Maybe I'll have to bring me in. Buy me a taco. I'll crunch (laughs) on the air. There you go. It's not just any Taco Tuesday, though. I wonder if uh, Dr. Jill Bigot, uh, excuse me, I mean, Joe Biden is munching on tacos anywhere, sitting around watching and waiting to see the outcome of tonight's Super Tuesday primaries. I mean, it is hopefully going to be a not just a MAGA night tonight. Hopefully it's going to be ultra MAGA an ultra MAGA taco Tuesday night to celebrate the primaries. I'm hoping that Carrie Lake is going to be celebrating with quite the combo pack tonight. All eyes on Arizona, Michigan, and Missouri. And so we've got uh, some, hopefully we're going to have some results for you tonight. We used to. We used to have election night and election result. Now we've got election months, right? In which we, you know, people start voting months in advance. And then, you know, we just take our sweet time uh, rewriting election laws and changing everything in the middle and afterwards until we just get the numbers right. Get them out of here. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know what actual results we're going to have for you guys tonight in some key races. We're going to talk about it tonight. We're actually going to share some complaints coming out of multiple areas in these key states that have to do with uh, election shenanigans happening. Wait, you mean nothing has changed? Right, yeah. In fact, literally nothing has changed in regards to um, up in, and particularly up in, um, where is this, Wisconsin, Michigan. So yeah, we've got that to share with you guys. We're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, We have, we've, we've got an outbreak that's continuing to, to happen in, in the United States. <laughs> We've got an outbreak that's happening. Somebody's being silly in the control booth over there. We got it. We got out of here. We got a, a donkey pox outbreak. Donkey being the oh, Democrat Party. We got a Democrat Party seizing an expansion and outbreak of them seizing more control and more taxpayers dollars under the name under the guise of public health to share with it's you guys. What they do. Mm-hmm. We've got that to get into uh, with you tonight. We've got uh, uh, the truth. What was really the big lie? The big lie we're finding out all has to do centered around one stench filled rhino from Wyoming. And we've got the truth. Actually, the Federalist has an article out saying, you know, who's behind the real big lie? 
The big lie that Donald Trump did something wrong. The big lie. The big lie is that this chance, and I've said this many times before, but we actually have, I don't want to say it's bombshell evidence, but the Federalist has has reported some information about Ms. Liz Cheney. Get him out of here. Uh-huh. That uh, just is just one more reason why when it's when it's time for her, she's one more reason why she's 30 points behind. And at a rodeo, um, she was less pop- popular than um, whatever somebody might have to step over out in, in the middle of a, a she's she's less popular than a cow pile. I just put it that way at this at, at the Wyoming rodeo. So we've got and we've got a sad story that has to do with the January 6th. So much to get into tonight. After the first break, we've got Lieutenant Steve Rogers, who's going to be with us from Campaign for America. He's former Trump advisor in 2016, campaign advisor in 2016 and 2020, former naval commander. He's been in different key areas of the U.S. government, particularly related to national defense. And I'm hoping he's going to be able to help me understand why in the world in the first place did Nancy Pelosi, after all these years... The woman is is in her 80s. She's been in Congress for, what, 40 years at least? And she's never gone to Taiwan before, in my opinion. She's never led a delegation over there and made a stop in Taiwan. Why Why now? now? Why now? And by the way, before I go any further, y'all recognize that voice. Getting silly with me here on Taco Tuesday, Super Tuesday, Ultra Magonite. It's my man. He's ultra. He's ultra tater-tastic. It's DJ Potato Skins. The state of Florida and our pension system... We have shares of DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, they like potato skins over there in Florida for sure. And I like Ron DeSantis, not Nancy Pelosi. I do too. Except I did hear today that um, that there are some issues going on in regards to voting down in Florida. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. They have have to do the the. Makes you concerned with his reelection campaign too. Well, yeah. I mean, if anybody thought. See, and shame on the establishment for why they keep telling us we got to look forward. Mike Pence at his speech. We just got to look forward. No, no, we no. There's no looking forward when you're sweeping under the rug the theft of somebody's vote and the theft of an elected official position, whether it be. And I don't care whether it's in the water district all the way up to the White House. You don't say I'm going to move on after an election was stolen. And I don't care whether or not you even believe that there was fraud, enough fraud that could overturn an election. None of it should be acceptable. And anytime somebody's telling you to move on from something to me, there's a reason there. Yeah, there's a reason they're covering up these. This is somebody, anybody who tells me if I've got a, if I've got an issue with somebody in, in a, a in a relationship sense, whether it's personally or professionally issue. And I'm trying to express an issue that I've got. And somebody tells me to just move on and they're not willing to work with me and try to find a solution to it. They know there's a problem and they're just basically brushing me off. I consider that person to be somewhat abusive, depending on depending on the extent of the problem. There's no graver issue than we have in this country than our election integrity. And if we don't get it right. There's going to be a whole lot of other problems. Right. So but but we're going to get to the election integrity stuff that's been happening uh, and reported to be happening uh, in today's primary elections uh, a, a little bit later. But getting back to this, getting back to this Nancy Pelosi trip over to Taiwan, I'm really confused by it. And, I'm, uh, you know, if you guys can before we're going to take a break, like I said, and bring in Lieutenant Steve Rogers. Do you do you guys have an opinion? Because there's one of the things that's so confusing to me about this. And this is why, you know, I haven't really been talking about the Taiwan trip. 
even though she's been rattling her sabers that she was going over there. Newt Gingrich has come out and saying, oh, Nancy, you need to go. We can't let, you know, some country tell us, you know, what our Congress people can do. Um, you know, I, I because I'm not an expert in foreign policy, I don't know that I'm an expert in anything except donuts and, you know, how to make good red beans and rice Any and a movies. good crawfish pie and, and, and movies. Um you know, I'm. Uh, it's 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 a very confusing issue, and when you've got the Republican establishment behind Nancy Pelosi doing something, it gives me pause. That makes me suspicious. <laughs> Certain Democrats were against it, and some of their establishment Republicans were cheering her on. Right, but then you want, but then there's also an equal number of Republicans saying that this is a bad move. This is provocative. Why are we provoking China right now? Um, there's a lot of confusion around the, the, and, and other people, some people are saying that this is a sign of weakness. Uh, some people are saying it's a show of strength. It's also that the same people will tell you on the one hand, we're also hearing that, um, conflicting things about what the U.S. position is with Taiwan and China versus what the position should be. 888-344-1170. Do you support? Do you feel like you know enough about this issue or not? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think she should be going? Are you scared she's over there to start, you know, possibly, you know, China's responding with making threats against us. And let me tell you one thing for certain. Nancy Pelosi is not worth World War III for me. There's not one thing that these Democrats are doing on their on their East Asia Delegate delegation trip that I think is worth the United States of America starting World War Three, and is that too much of an isolationist position? Let me just tell you, we we hadn't been taking all these trips over there. Why now? I just think the timing is really bad. I think it's suspicious. And there are those that are like, you know what, you know, uh, and, and it's also confusing because we know that the Democrat Party is in cahoots with the Chinese Communist Party. So it's really perplexing to me. Inter- I don't know how much of this is show. I don't know how much of it is going into the midterms and it's a way of trying to show, see, we're not, look, we're standing up to China. I don't know if that's what it is because it's, it, which is, which is a way to cover up. I think that's an excellent point. Because, you know, we know that the Chinese Communist Party is buying up, you know, our, our farmland all over the country. We know that, we know that Joe Biden and, and Hunter, we know that right now Joe Biden continues to, to, um, hand, uh, to allow our strategic oil reserves to be sold off to the Chinese Communist Party energy company that Hunter Biden still has a stake in. So do we really believe that this that the Biden administration, the Democrat Party are now suddenly tough on China? And then when we hear these threats from China, it, it makes you wonder whether or not they're legit or sincere. I don't really know what to think about this. I think it's time to take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring in a Lieutenant Steve Rogers, former Navy commander from Campaign for America. And I want to play a clip from the Chinese ambassador to the U.S. who's basically saying, look, the reunification of China can't be stopped. And we take our national sovereignty seriously and our POA, our military is ready to get serious. Stay tuned. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys with me and glad to have you back with me on Facebook Live. I think I finally worked out the little technical difficulties we've had, at least fingers crossed, on uh, trying to get the Facebook Live up. So we are streaming right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. And I was reading some of the comments about this Taiwan trip and Nancy Pelosi that <laughs> before the break. And Frankie said, uh, he was talking about Joe Biden. He said, Joe Biden can't even pronounce Taiwan right now. And uh, I had posed the question question out there before the break. Look, Nancy Pelosi, I don't know why she's over there after all these years, but she ain't worth World War III for me. Okay. No offense <laughs> to the Pelosi's. Joining me now on a serious tip, and I also shared with you guys the truth that I was confused by so much about the situation and from you know a foreign policy standpoint, as well as from a political standpoint. So I reached out this morning to bring on Lieutenant Steve Rogers who knows a thing or two about such matters as he is the president of Campaign for America. He is a former, uh, uh, I think, intelligence officer. He wasn't just in the Navy, y'all. He was actually an intelligence officer in the Navy. He was also an advisor for President Trump's campaign in 2016 and 2020, uh, among uh, many other positions uh, in the government. And he joins me now to discuss. Hi, Lieutenant Steve Rogers. Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Well, let's start with maybe a little bit of history here, because it's very confusing to me and many people. If this is provocative because Taiwan wants to be independent and China says, no, you're not independent. And America says, we're going to protect you, Taiwan. But oh, by the way, we believe in this one China policy. Many of us can get really confused by all of that. Um, you know, my understanding, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even know that I have an understanding of the history. Taiwan wanted wanted to be independent, and somehow we got sucked into this weird situation where we're kind of sitting on the fence, kind of trying to please both of them, and it's not easy to do. What can you share with us about what happened historically here? Well, historically, Taiwan uh, certainly wanted to become independent. Uh, there was a, uh, an individual named Chiang Kai-shek, and uh, uh, he led a lot, a lot of people uh, over to Taiwan. So to, to make it as simple as I could, uh, uh, the Taiwanese or the Chinese people that went to Taiwan uh, declared their independence. They broke away from uh, uh, Red China at the time, and they decided that they're going to be an independent country. And before you know it, the United States got involved, and we made it very clear when China, Red China, I'm talking about communist China, was weak that we were going to be the um, uh, salvation of the country of Taiwan. There's never been any any indication from the communist Chinese that they accepted that agreement, that they would go for that. From day one, they said that, give it time, we're going to take our country. They used that term, our country, back, uh, meaning uh, Taiwan. So now we're, we're in a situation where if you go back a few decades, uh, uh, let's go back to Ronald Reagan. Reagan knew that the... Uh, the South Pacific, the Pacific portion of the, this planet, where China has a lot of control, he knew that at one point in time, uh, the Chinese Communist Party would make a move on Taiwan. So back then, knowing that, he decided to develop his uh, military ideology called Peace Through Strength. Uh, he built the United States Navy uh, uh, purposely now, and most importantly, the United States Navy up to a 600-ship fleet, which means we were, had the abilities the capabilities to fight two, a two-ocean war. We could fight a war in the Atlantic and a war in the Pacific. Uh, so Reagan did that. And since that time, he prevented, his, his ideas prevented 
uh, a war with China. Now, Reagan, of course, left office. Bill Clinton came in. He began to lower the bar with the military, and then mm-hmm. Obama decimated it. Uh, uh, Donald uh, Trump came back, and Donald Trump, to his credit, he saw what was going on. Again, he knew what was going on with China, and he has started to rebuild the United States Navy. See, it, it, and I mention the Navy in particularly because it's going to be a Pacific War, a Pacific Sea War. Uh, so at this point, as I speak to you, Andrew, just think about this. The Taiwanese ground troops, their combat troops, are about 200,000. The uh, Communist Party in China has over one million <sighs> troops. So uh, when you look at the Air Forces, the uh, uh, Taiwanese have about 400 combat aircraft, and the PLA, that's the People's Liberation Army of the Ch- Ch- Red Chinese, have 3,000 combat aircraft. So they, that meaning the Red Chinese far outnumber uh, the um, combat, excuse me, effectiveness of the Taiwanese military. Now saying that, all right, and here's where, here's where I have a problem with all of this. The uh, the American military has been decimated mm-hmm. by the Biden administration. Yeah. We do not have the capabilities. In fact, the uh, government accounting office would, would has a report on this, and I'm certainly they would agree what I'm about to tell you. We no longer have the capabilities of fighting uh, the uh, Chinese Communist Party in the Pacific, let alone a two-ocean war. Uh, we don't have the hardware. We don't have the military might. We just don't have what we had many years ago. So this this administration uh, uh, decides to tacitly approve. I, I don't believe Biden disapproved. I believe behind the scenes, he said, go ahead, Nancy, uh, along with, by the way, some 25 Republicans that I'm not happy with. Uh-huh. said, it's OK. Go. You go. Uh, we're not going to be bullied. Well, you know, you, you, you stand up against a bully when you have more power than the bully. <laughs> yeah. Xi, yeah. Right. Right. So President Xi of China. He's watched very carefully what Biden did in Afghanistan, which was nothing but surrender and withdraw. He has been very carefully involved in watching what Putin's doing in uh, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And now we all know when I say we, many of us in the military intelligence community believe that President Xi is going to make his move before November, because once the Republicans take control, it's a whole new ballgame. Well, I want to interrupt you there. I want to interrupt you there because I actually pulled a clip and I didn't send this to you in advance, but I, I saw this clip today. And this is from we're talking to Lieutenant Steve Rogers, former naval commander, uh, uh, naval intelligence and president of Cap. Uh, you've got me wanting to call him Captain America. But <laughs> Everyone does. So that's OK. Everyone does. <laughs> He's president of campaign for America. I, I got a little chill. When I heard this in this comment from the Chinese ambassador to the U.S., because when the Chinese started, you know, circling the straits and doing a little show of strength, I mean, we've been seeing that kind of stuff for a long time now. But it usually is just, hey, I'm going to flex my muscles. And then I hear this from coming from the Chinese ambassador to the U.S. about the reunification. And it actually made me think that we might end up in a war here. Can I play this for you? Skins, please play clip one. To achieve the reunification, as I said earlier, is the firm and the strong will of uh, the whole Chinese nation. So China's sovereignty cannot be infringed, and the Chinese people cannot be humiliated, and the reunification of China cannot be stopped. We said repeatedly in recent time that the PLA will not you know, stay idle 
And the, PIA, the duty of PLA, the China's military, is to define the China's uh, sovereignty, territory, integrity. Mr. Abbas, so we will take whatever we can to respond and to protect, to safeguard our sovereignty, territory, integrity. And our response will be very firm, strong, and uh, forceful. Um, I, there was something about his tone, something about his level of seriousness. This is not just saber rattling to me, Lieutenant Steve Rogers. You're absolutely right. And this is what concerns me, that the so-called brains in this government, uh, even in the military, uh, are saying, well, you know what, they're, they're bluffing. They always bluff. I heard John Kirby tonight say, we're not going to worry about it. They always saber rattle. Well, no, this isn't saber rattling. Two words. One word that that gentleman used twice was the word humiliation. Mm -hmm. President Xi has made it it clear that under his watch, China will not be humiliated by the United States ever, ever again. Uh, So they're dead set on doing what they are planning to do. And I I believe they've been planning this for a long time. Uh, They're just not going to invent an attack mode overnight. They're ready to roll. Well, why uh, help me to understand why Nancy Pelosi has never been there? In fact, this this the ambassador had said in in, in previous part of the interview that, you know, just because Newt Gingrich came here, nobody's been here since Newt Gingrich, and just because he came here, Speaker of the House before, doesn't make this acceptable here. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, it's been that long, and she's never been with her delegation. Delegation, why now? Why are they doing this? Is it just some phony show of strength to the CCP because they know that they're on the ropes with, you know, politics and how they haven't been strong against against China and, and everything that the that the Biden family's been involved in? Is that what this is about? Well, it, it possibly could be. I could tell you the CCP has a, a, a very, very uh, strong intelligence capabilities as we do. So we can't fool them. Uh, I think it's ego. I think it has a lot to do with an election coming up. I really believe that they, meaning the Biden administration and Nancy Pelosi, believe that the president, she is bluffing. They're out of their minds. This yeah. guy's not bluffing. And you heard the tone. This, this guy's angry. And yeah. They want to hit. And, and we'll know in 48 hours. And I say 48 hours because after she leaves, either they're going to, uh, I, I believe, and my guess is they're going to send their fighter jets up and they're going to they're going to taunt the uh, aircraft she's on. I don't believe they'll shoot it down. Uh, but I believe after she leaves, uh, there's going to be a lot of hell, fire, and brimstone in that uh, Pacific. And we have the Reagan Carrier Task Force out there, and God knows what they've got. Uh, they've been building uh, aircraft carriers. They've been building uh, submarine bases. And uh, we're going to know soon if they decide to cross the line. And by the way, my question to the American people is, who do you think is going to go fight this war? Uh, my question to the Democrats are, you put this guy in office, you would develop these policies, and who do you think is going to fight the war? Your kids. Mm-hmm. I lived during the Vietnam War, uh, to Iraq and all that, and what it did to this country was horrible. Uh, and for these congressmen to write a letter to Nancy saying, we're proud of you. Ugh. But you said that to the parents whose kids may end up dying as a result of this. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody was celebrating yesterday that we finally got Zawahiri. Well, that, you know how we got him, Lieutenant Rogers? He's walking around downtown Kabul like he had just been into a Starbucks and it's downtown, you know, Seattle. Because Afghanistan is now back wide open after 20 years of lost treasure. And most importantly, you know, our, our, our military heroes, men men and women that, that fought for uh, over there. And I don't want to and, and I and I I don't want to denigrate the mission over there because our American heroes died over there. But, you know, 
Uh, we left with our tail between our legs. 13 U.S. military were, were you know, d- murdered on our way out. And we brought 150,000 refugees here that weren't vetted. And the message to the world is, you know, United States is just monumentally, militarily moronic at this point. We've got, uh, and, no, and not to denigrate the Navy either, but did we not have planes falling off aircraft carriers and ships colliding into each other? I mean, we're, you know, it, it's like we're the three students of the military right now because we've purged out so much of our of our great leadership. Well, it's interesting you say that. You're absolutely right. And look, the Chinese uh, military and, uh, by the way, the Russian military are running commercials showing how our troops go into classrooms uh, and they learn how to be nice. They learn how to be concerned about he, her, she, this, that. Mm-hmm. That's what we're focusing on, a woke military. You know, you put that on top of the recruitment levels are 80% down. The military's throwing throwing our breasts and brightest out because they won't take a vaccine uh, and on and on and on. So they, our enemies know this. Yeah. saying all of this and as dark as it is, I, I share with the American people, we've been through this before, maybe not in this magnitude, but it was called World War II when Pearl Harbor was attacked. The American people by the millions arose to the occasion. The moms, the dads, the women, the men went to the factory. They built the, the equipment we needed to fight a war. And I hope and pray that if it comes to that, that this country will rise up and do what it must do. But the first thing we've got to do, Andrew, is we've got to get Joe Biden out of the White House come 2024 in 2022, take control. We've got to get this Congress back in the hands of the American people. Absolutely. You know, I'm old enough to remember. Remember back when, oh, Trump can't be near the nuclear footballs. Trump's going to get us into World War III. Well, this is how you get America into World War III, by being feckless and being weak and sending a message to the world that you're you're nothing but the world's doormat and you don't have the strength. I, I, you know, I'm no military expert. I am the daughter of two Marines and have seen every war movie ever made because that's what we did in my family. <laughs> we didn't sit around watching cartoons. Um, and you, you know, the, your enemies have to believe that you've got the military capability uh, to destroy them and the will to do it. And we don't have either. Yeah, peace through strength. Remember what uh, Donald Trump said, and they made fun at him, but he was so right. He said, it's not that they're so smart, it's that we're so dumb. Mm -hmm. Uh, And boy, he right. And to go over, uh, knowing the tensions between China and the United States at this time, for any one of our leaders to go to Taiwan uh, is is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, It's just incredible. You know, it's going to leave a lot of people scratching their heads. And if we do, if we do end up in a ground war or a sea battle with the Chinese Communist Party, I want to see where those 25 Republicans are going to go, what they're going to do. I expect this from the Democrats, but not from Republicans. Well, I, Lindsey, uh, Lindsey Gramnesty has, you know, never, never seen a military operation that he didn't want to support. You know, same thing with Cheney and, and I don't even know who else is the rest of the 25. And quite frankly, I don't need to ever hear from Newt Gingrich again. So, you know, this is we're you know, you know, I'm not interested in his 1992, you know, you know, stuff. Um, This is this is a new day. And, uh, you know, he needs he needs to go away. And you need to continue to come back to the Andrea K show because we love everything about you and your organization and your your viewpoints. And thank you for being here. I hope you're wrong, though. Can I tell you that? I'm hoping (laughs) I I hope I'm wrong, too. But uh uh, but as Captain America says, right, we're going to rise to the occasion. If it comes to that, we win, they lose. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. Appreciate you. 
All right. Now, and his website is Campaign for America, the number four, Campaign for America. All right. Stay tuned. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. We come back. We're going to talk a little election news, shall we? Except we're not going to talk about Tuesday primaries because we don't have results for that yet. But there's another race going on where it's gotten really ugly regards regarding Herschel Walker and the shocking comments that were made. Just have to have they need some exposure. We're going to share that with you guys when we come back. This is the Andrea K Show. My name 1170 The Answer, San Diego. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Pelosi's issued a statement about our discussions with Taiwan leadership will focus on reaffirming our support. You know, um, wouldn't it just be typical? We did we did four years with President Trump and he didn't take us into any war. In fact, he got us out of it, kept us safer than we had been in decades. And great relations in the Middle East. He took. Yes. Abraham Accords. I think he reestablished relations, I think, between Saudi Arabia and Israel for the first time. He actually got he actually got cooperation from them over there in regards to uh, Syria situation. Like him or not, the world respected him. They respected him. The, things like making countries pony up and pay the bill that they were supposed to pay for the U.N. garners respect. When you go to NATO and say, we're not going to continue to support you and you ain't writing checks that you're supposed to be writing, that gets you respect. You see the video, the contrast between the video I posted on Instagram of Trump being welcomed to Saudi Arabia. And it's just like all this like synchronized dancing. And it, I mean, the welcome they put to him compared to Obama bowing to the king of Saudi Arabia or Joe Biden with a pre-planned fist bump. There was no respect at all for Obama. No respect at all for Joe Biden. Well, Obama was one of them, Right. There's a reason why Obama gave a campaign speech in Cairo with the Muslim Brotherhood on the front row. And when uh, Dinesh D'Souza did a movie called 2016 in which he predicted that Barack Obama would leave America militarily and economically neutered, he was dead on accurate. And Trump sought to restore our military. Unfortunately, Obama had done quite the purge and we were left with crap weasels in leadership like Mr. Climate Change Mad Dog Mattis, who's, you know, mad in the sense that he's got the mange, rabies, lost his ever-loving mind. His rules of engagement over there for Afghanistan were literally leaving our boys like sitting ducks over there. And Trump wanted and Trump negotiated to get us out of there. Of course, the Biden administration wanted to blame him for the fact that it all fell apart. It was an intentional scene of chaos they intentionally used the Kabul airport instead of the other one knowing that it was going to create the chaos it did because that provided the excuse to bring 150 unvetted Afghanis here some of which came here with their child brides by the way so you know and and at 20 years and that's how we went out so it was not any master feat, by the way. They didn't actually do any deep any any deep undercover work by the way to get Zawahiri Dude was literally walking around Kabul, the streets of Kabul. So now, after 20 years and the way the, the Biden administration took us out of there, it's just now evidently a hotbed again. But we have, we have, some, we have some George W. Bush to blame for that because one of the things that w- where we went wrong in Afghanistan was while we're building roads over there, they were rebuilding their poppy fields and selling their, what's poppy used for? Is that cocaine? 
opium. Thank you. How do you know about that, Skins? I love watching documentaries on all the drug wars across the globe. Oh, okay. Well, I know what your dr- drug is. Your drug is, at least last night, was the McDLT. Is that what that was? We had Gotta a listener. bring that back, baby. We had a listener who sent me a picture of it. And here's what I take issue with. The cold, it's got the hot side hot and the cold side cold. Yes. The cheese is on the cold side. You need the cheese melted on the, on the I, meat. I will say that I agree with you, but there is as many people that love it on the other side. Okay, well, I don't know who they are. You're not legit if you want your cheese cold on a burger. You want your cheese melted on the burger, just FYI on that. Um, okay, so um, is I, I, I plan to just go right into talking about the horrific way in which Herschel Walker is being abused and mistreated and being on the receiving end of racism by the Democrats, but I had to follow up a little bit on that Lieutenant Steve Rogers interview because this is the first time that I've actually been scared that we might be approaching World War III. And we have not had, in spite the terrorist attacks we've had, 9-11, we have not really had a world war, a world war um, in my lifetime. We haven't had, because we don't know what that means for us around the rest of the world. We don't know who else. Iran made, made some, uh, has, has threatened to send a nuke to New, to New York City yesterday. Well, that's the scary part of it, because a lot of people have said on and off over the years, Andrea, that World War III will be a nuclear war. Yeah, this is scary. This is real scary time. So what we need to do is we need to be in prayer for our nation. We need to and we need to be we need to be doing our part that. We've got Super Tuesday tonight primaries happening tonight. They're working hard. I, I reported last night in the executive order. That Biden signed, Biden signed that executive order to turn our entire U.S. government, all the different agencies from HUD, Department of Labor and beyond into their voting registration agencies, VRAs. They are serious about stealing the elections and hijacking them from us. If we care about the future of this country, we've got to get just as active as the Democrat Party. Um, I'm assuming the polls are closed everywhere. If not, if they're, if you're listening to me and you're in Arizona and they're still open, get out and vote. Get on the phone and make sure other people are voting. And then what we have to do between now and the midterms is we have to be involved at every level of pushing back against the theft. We need to be on the phone with our Republican leaders. We need to be on the phone with our secretaries of state. We need to be demanding that they not implement these VRAs from the federal government. We need to be that we need to be uh, there's a story I'm going to share with you guys in a little bit. Maybe we'll come back from break. Uh, that has to do with the election theft uh, attempts. We actually have a supposed Republican in the state of Michigan who decided to have all the mail-in ballots be not counted in the conservative counties, but sent to the same liberal county that committed all the theft in 2020 and all the shenanigans in 2020. But before we take a break, I do want to talk about this Herschel Walker. I heard this clip yesterday, and I was so horrified by it. Because this is just the left's hatred what they're doing, they they feel, and this is so classic Marxist, right? Part of the cultural Marxist movement, where they feel completely entitled to persecute and destroy anybody who dares to share an opposing view. And they will persecute in any means possible. And here's a clip where it's it, apparently okay on MSNBC to use some nasty racist language against Herschel Walker simply because he dares to be a conservative. 
Now, you ask, why are Republicans backing this man who's so clearly unintelligent, who so clearly doesn't have independent thoughts? But that's actually the reason. Walker's right. going to do what he's told. And that's what Republicans like. That's what Republicans want from their Negroes to do what they're told. And Walker presents exactly as a person who lacks independent thoughts, lacks an independent agenda, lacks an independent ability to grasp policies. Wow. To me, that word isn't any better than the other N word. No, it's just as bad. It's just as bad. To accuse Herschel Walker of basically being a slave and to Republicans who are treating him like he's Kunta Kinte from the from the, the TV series Roots is is literally an abomination. How was that? How is he still? How was he not a, a, a yanked off of air? How was MSNBC not sanctioned for that? I mean, is there? I mean, is there not FC, FCC regulations? I mean, is that okay to say that on on MSNBC? I, I guess evidently it is. There is no low that the Democrats won't go to. For power, there is no low. Let's let it should be clear to everybody that the Democrats are the party of racists. The Democrats are the bigots. That's just that's just horrifying. I got to leave it there. We come back. That's about that. You know, they they can't stand for any Democrat. They can't stand for any Democrat to any African American to dare to leave the Democrat Party. They're the ones wanting to keep. I'm just going to say this. They're the ones that wanting to keep the African Americans on the plantation, the Democrat plantation. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk some some happenings in the primaries tonight. Super Tuesday, Ultra Magonite. I hope. Stay tuned. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So uh, we don't have results yet. Uh, next segment, in hour two, we're going to have Brian Maloney, Red Wave America, to be here to talk about it. Are we really going to have a red wave out there? Uh, we know, as I mentioned last night, uh, per the when it comes to Congress, the um, polling numbers are, the gap is is closing. It was at 10 points Republican advantage over Democrats, and now it's around five. That's if you believe the polls. Um, You know, uh, there were polls in 2016. There was one poll in 2016, I think it was Trafalgar, that was dead on accurate about Trump. So there are some accurate polling. Uh, Rasmussen is decent, and we've only got about a 5%. And I think part of the reason is I think there's apathy. There's apathy in terms of who's to even participating in polls. We had only 21% turnout here in San Diego County for our primaries here. That's abysmal. And I, I heard it was a little bit better in Arizona this afternoon, but it wasn't great in the morning. I heard that one of the things I heard out of Arizona is uh, like Pennsylvania, um, where the ballot boxes were, they had way more ballot boxes and Democrat drop-off boxes in Democrat areas than Republican. What's it? What Charlie Kirk was describing today, because he's got family that lives there, is that if you were in a Democrat area, you know, every five feet is some place where you can vote. But his parents who live in Scottsdale had to drive twenty minutes. And then when they got to their typical polling place, it had closed. So one of the things the Democrats are doing is they're, they're minimizing, minimizing, minimizing the opportunity to vote in person because they want to move as many people to, to mail in ballots as possible because that's where the ability to, to steal it is. 
And this is why no Republican should have ever, ever gone down the road of early voting or ever gone down the road of absentee voting. And y'all know I'm good friends with Tom DeBacaro, and he and I disagree on this because he thinks, well, absentee, many Republicans, oh, that's great if you're out of town. Convenience breeds cheating. If you're out of town, you miss the election. Yeah, don't go out of town. If you've got a problem and a crisis and an emergency, well, you know what? That's, you know, if it means... Life happens. Well, life happens. We can't be... Look at the position we're in right now. So here's breaking news this morning. Uh, This according to Gateway Pundit. Printers were not working. Voters were told they had already voted. Um, Polling locations not seen on their websites. So already issues going on this morning in Arizona. Then we saw that the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office for the first time ever, was working with the Justice Department who had assigned a prosecutor to take complaints and respond to possible voting rights abuses in Arizona's Tuesday primary. They were actually partnering. So the federal government was partnering with Maricopa County. And so the Sheriff's Office, Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, um, he had said that um, nobody was going to be allowed to take pictures um, raise any questions, challenge anything that was happening at the polling place. You guys remember, part of the issue that we had in 2020 was they weren't allowing people to observe. There are supposed to be observers from both parties there, and you're supposed to be able to a- ask questions. And now they're trying to criminalize transparency of our election process. And yet, Again, you, you, you're, you and I are a big asker of why. Why would they have to do that? Because for the same reason, we all know this way, you if you can pretend that you've got, you know, uh, uh, what was it, a water leak they pretended they had in Atlanta, and then they could bring That's it. That's right. Then no, no poll watchers. They said, no, we're not going to, got to stop the vote. We got to send all the poll watchers home. And that's when they drug in all the suitcases. Oh, well, you know what? We, you know, things were cool at that point. So, you know, we were able to just carry on our work without the poll watchers. Uh, um, in Michigan... Here's what's going on in Michigan. We've got a supposed Republican up there who's a rhino. And she decided in in Orion Township in Michigan, which is a reliably conservative part of the state. This is again from Gateway Pundit. Um, what the, the Orion Township treasurer, Donnie Steele, decided to do was to um, have the ballots... Steele is running for state representative. Um, she's part of the Orion Township Board. And she told them basically there wasn't enough. She convinced them to send the ballots from the conservative county or Orion over to the liberal area. They counted all the ballots where there were all the issues in 2020. These are the same liberal cities. So this is she's a rhino. She held a secret meeting with a city attorney. Uh, the, the Orion Township Board met and discussed and then later in a public meeting unanimously voted to send the ballots from their conservative parts of Oakland County, Michigan to the liberal leadership in the liberal cities supposedly to save costs. Michigan Republican Party grassroots vice chair um, Sheridan said voters who elect local officials to conduct our elections feel more confident in the process and know who is accountable for integrity. So when those officials shift their responsibility to people they did not elect for the sake of convenience, their trust has been broken. How about call it for what it is? As one person said, this is just a way to cheat. 
It's just a way to cheat. So we got a rhino who's not wanting the MAGA candidate to win. So we're just going to pretend we couldn't hire enough workers so we can send the ballots to the liberal area and make sure that the non-MAGA candidate wins. We're going to take a break. We come back. Hour two. We're going to pick up this conversation as to what's happening in these primaries. Brian Maloney will be here. Hopefully you will, too. Don't go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. 